0: As the government labeled Buddhists a threat to national security during World War II, one woman sought to bridge the divide between the Buddhist East and the American West. Her name was Ruth Fuller Sasaki. She was the first Westerner and woman to be named priest of a Rinzai Zen Buddhist temple.
1: It still is astounding to me because it probably won't even happen again. So it was a first and only kind of situation.
0: This is Isabel Sterling. She wrote a biography about Ruth Fuller Sasaki called Zen Pioneer. From the 1930s through the 60s, Sterling says Ruth helped lay the foundation for Zen in America by creating Buddhist institutes, supporting Zen teachers, and translating numerous Buddhist texts into English.
1: She was not a university person. And yet she put together a translation team of some of the most brilliant scholars in that area. (laughs) And it was this interesting combination of they were young men and it was right after the war and they were interested in the topic and... She had, of course, Gary Snyder was working with her on the translation team, and her daughter had married Alan Watts, so she was passionate and she had the resources to hire them. She was like at the center hub of people interested in Zen Buddhism coming to Japan and in trying to get people in Japan who were Zen Buddhist teachers interested in coming to
2: the uh, U.S., For myself, I believe that Zen practice is one of the most remarkable religious disciplines men have devised, and that the fruits of the practice are beyond price. Therefore, though real Zen students may be few, for those few, it seems to me important that this discipline be preserved and made available. Though she spent most of her
0: life promoting Buddhism's humble practices, Ruth actually came from less than humble beginnings. She grew up in Chicago in a well to do family who sent Ruth as a young woman across Europe to study piano and foreign languages. But Ruth's life started to change course in her 20s after she visited an eccentric country club outside New York City. There was a place in Nyack,
1: New York, called the Clarkstown Country Club, where People like herself who wanted sort of a retreat and a rest could go in. It was a place that wasn't just a retreat or a country club. It was a place started by Pierre Bernard. He was a Eastern mystic interested in yoga in particular and started this place as a rest and healing place, but also as a country club. They had elephants. I mean, this place is incredible. He had a huge library, 7,000 books or so on Sanskrit and Eastern philosophies.
0: After she absorbed these materials, Ruth ventured to Kyoto, Japan, to explore Zen Buddhism through meditation.
1: She rented a house on the Kamo River, and every day she would go, and the Zen master had a completely little private temple in his compound where she would sit all day at specified intervals and then go home again. She kept doing this for
0: weeks, going to her own little space to meditate every day, while all of the monks sat in the meditation hall called the Zendo. Until one day, the Zen master invited her to join them, much to the chagrin of the male monks who were skeptical of a woman and a foreigner being invited into the Zendo. She went
1: over and got settled on it and sat very quietly and had good posture and Went and then went back home. And they said, oh, that was so good, you could come back another night. And pretty soon they said, okay, you're serious. You can come sit in the meditation hall. A little bit later, I thought it was kind of funny because she said one night during this these intensive weeks, the sitting went on for quite long hours. And one night she said that the Zen master, the Roshi, was bellowing and making lots of noise, and she had no idea what he was saying to the monks. And it turned out he was saying, you're all lazy, you're going to have to sit all night. All she knew is they didn't have a break. So at the end of that period, they had to carry her off the tawn, which is like a bench where all the cushions are set, because her legs were completely paralyzed from all this sitting.
0: Despite her temporary paralysis, Ruth regarded this time meditating in the temple as,
2: The most completely satisfactory time I have ever had in my life. Under any circumstances, sitting in a Zen Do is wonderful. The big quiet room, the dim light, the faint smell of coarse incense, the cold, fresh air, the sounds of the night coming from a distance— passing voices, the throb of a Nichiren drum, the notes of a flute, the Chinese noodle man's whistle all melt into you. Sometime I hope you all know the
0: experience. After her sojourn in Japan, Ruth returned to the United States and began to study with a man she would eventually marry, Soke-an Sasaki. He was one of the first Zen teachers to live and teach in the United States. Ruth decided to buy a brownstone in New York City and use it as the headquarters for Soke An's burgeoning group, the Buddhist Society of America. They opened the space on December 6, 1941. The next day was Pearl Harbor.
1: They realized that the FBI was watching them from across the street. Uh, They could see the people come and go, and they were under observation. And she was interviewed, and Sokeon was interviewed. And then he was taken to Ellis Island on June 15th of 1942, and then uh, interned at Fort Meade,
0: Maryland. Even with Sokeon detained, and the U.S. government casting a threatening cloud over Buddhism— Ruth continued the work of the Buddhist Society of America, and for the next two years, she lobbied to get Sokeon released from the internment camp. She succeeded in 1943, but by then, Sokhae health was deteriorating. They were married in 1944, and a year
1: later he died. So part of what influenced the rest of her life was he wanted her to... Go back to Japan. He wanted her to find another Zen teacher for the group. He just wanted her to continue
2: the work. The problem of how to get the true line of Zen teaching transplanted into America in the shortest possible time is with me night and day. I feel its speedy accomplishment is imperative or Zen may be lost to humanity. Ruth returned
0: to Kyoto, Japan, and got to work recruiting a new Zen teacher to take Sokean's ans place. During her time in Kyoto, she also put together a research team that translated several Buddhist texts while publishing her own insights on Buddhism. Meanwhile, she traveled around the United States giving lectures to scholars and non-academics about her Buddhist explorations. And finally, in 1958, She was ordained as the first westerner and woman to be a priest of a Rinzai Zen temple in Kyoto
1: the actual event of that did break barriers. At first she resisted it because she said, I don't want to go to all those meetings and I don't really want to be a priestess, you know, of this and have to do all the things that are traditionally expected. So she resisted it a little bit, but she realized that the event of having that happen would give it an authenticity that would help her in her goal of getting more recognition from the Zen teachers in Japan to maybe want to come and do more in in the U.S.
0: Ruth Fuller Sasaki died of a sudden heart attack in 1967, just shy of her 75th birthday. Sterling says Ruth's work and dedication helped ignite a passion for Zen Buddhism in a Western audience that continues to grow today.
1: She saw that it was the long view, not the short view, that would matter. It's like Gary Snyder said recently, the early history of Zen Buddhism to the West is still in its beginning stages. So we look at it and say, well, let's see, what did they accomplish in the last 50 years? But it's still the early beginning.
0: Isabel Sterling is the author of the book Zen Pioneer The Life and Works of Ruth Fuller Suzaki.